Big congratulations, Tony Malagon. You won this copy of Mouse. Enjoy it. And I want to give a big thank you to the best community in the world. We hit 50K. So big congratulations to Josh Montgomery. Reach out. We're sending you this copy of ASM 361, the first appearance of Carnage. And we're not stopping there because this video marks four years on YouTube, comic fam. Let's chat some trending comic books. Four years on YouTube, more than one Overstreet Price Guide advisor on the show. One of them here today, Russ the Comic Sensei. How you feeling? I am fantastic. And you know, I just feel like strutting around and showing off my stuff like someone making, moving, and shaking on the list. It sounds like you be peacocking, Russ. Slap the like, hit the subscribe button. Let's get into it. And at the list at number 10, we got to talk about one of the dopest variants that's come out all year. So before we hit number 10 on the list, we're going to go back to March 1986. We have the new release of Marvel Age number 36 with this incredible David Mazzuccelli cover, Daredevil, telling us that Frank Miller is coming back to Daredevil. At this point, Frank Miller, the legendary writer on Daredevil, was absent from the run for quite some time. But this Marvel Age announcement, the solicitation, was trying to gain the hype back up. Frank Miller was returning, and this is a big deal. That's why they put Daredevil on the cover. We also have Walt Simonson, doing an interview about a recent thing he did in Thor, making him into a frog. Yes, this is around that time where Thor gets shrunk down to amphibian size and they're trying to gain some hype around it. So Frank Miller coming back to Daredevil did something fantastic where he introduced a new character named Forge, but we have to keep in mind the most interesting part. This is the first time that Frank Miller and David Mazzuccelli had worked together and about a year and a half later, they did Batman Year One for DC. So a major time, a major moment on the cover. And what's this at the list at number 10? Daredevil Woman Without Fear issue number two with a Electra Daredevil homage to Marvel Age 36. Bravo, Marvel. Now, this is the 1 in 25 variant cover by George Fornes. It was released this week and is going solidly for $60. And this is largely due to the homage done. They even put the snow on the damn trade dress. This is a tie-in to the Chips Sadarsky Devil Reigns run that's currently happening. And we're finding out more about Elektra here than we have in a long time. She's going up against Kingpin. She wants to kill him, but she has this relationship that is growing with Matt Murdock, Daredevil, that she's not quite ready to do that yet, especially because the information that Kingpin has on her. At the list at number nine, we have DC Festival of Heroes, the Asian Superhero Celebration issue number one. Now, last time we were talking about this book, we were talking about the ratio variant. This time we are talking about the art germ variant, which is a fantastically beautiful portrait of Batgirl selling solidly for $15 to $20. Monkey Prince's first appearances in this comic book. He had his first solo series released this week with Monkey King number one, seeing $4 average sales. However, the first appearance in this issue had an increase of copies sold of 400%. It makes sense. It's the first app. What's incredibly intriguing is that we have a cover A done by Jim Lee that is selling quite well. We also have the design variant done by Bernard Chang, who drew the character. That's the book that a lot of people were specking on before when announcements started circulating. Beyond those two issues, there is one that is outselling the rest. And it doesn't even have the character on the cover. So sometimes it's cover A, sometimes it's the character's first appearance featured on the cover, and sometimes it's because Art Germ did it. 
So renewed interest in this book has pushed it to a $20 high raw sale. It was released in May of last year, so even if people sent them in to get them graded, they may not have them back yet. Comic fam, if you like what we do, utilize code TOM101 on the best comic app in existence, Key Collector Comics. It supports what we do, but it gives you access to a plethora of comic book knowledge, key comic data, catalog your comics, get suggested pricing, and so much more. Next at the list, at number eight, we got a new villain in town. Number eight on the list, Amazing Spider-Man number 88. Brand new this week, we are seeing $15 average sales for the Art Adams cover A. This is the first appearance of the Queen Goblin, Ashley Kafka. New this week, coming out strong with some gorgeous variant comics that are selling quite well. Take a look at this Mark Bagley cover, who's going to be teaming up with Patrick Gleason on the next issue, by the way. That's a 1 in 25 hitting $20 average sales. There's a Patrick Gleason design variant that's hitting $15 and was a 1 in 10. And for those of you that can't get enough of Queen Goblin, there are two store-exclusive variants, one gorgeous one by In Hyuk Lee and another one by Tyler Kirkham doing an homage to ASM2. Marvel coming out strong this week with some banger variants. We have the Beyond Run that has an incredible creative team attached to it. And I like where it's headed. We got Ben Riley as the web slinger. We have new characters being introduced. A very nefarious organization that's tasked with creating supervillains to carry out their bad deeds. But I suspect Orders are a little low, and they shouldn't be. Even in the catalog, I don't think it was explained very well that everyone reading Amazing Spider-Man needs to be picking up these .bey issues. I have 40 people getting Amazing Spider-Man every single issue, but only six or seven people picking up the Beyond issues, and these are going to be very integral in the near future. So we have sequential numbering on the standard ASM run. Aside from that, we have ASM same numbering because it is a side story, but it's being signified with B-E-Y, beyond, because that's the name of the narrative. That's the only delineation. And I think that's confusing people, making them feel like this is just something that is so separate from ASM that they don't need to add it to their pull list, but they should be. For over a decade, the dot issues have been confusing. When you have a point one, two, three, four, Marvel was saying these are jumping on points, and now we've got an offshoot. I don't think collectors are understanding that they do need to get these. Maybe Marvel just needs to name them something different. What I do know is that the Goblin family has indeed expanded this past week at the list at number seven, Masters of the Universe issue number one. Seeing $65 average sales on a high sale for a CGC 9.8 of 475 bones. Now, while He-Man has a whole lot of comic books, this is the three-issue DC series that was released in 1982. We have news this week that Kyle Allen from West Side Story has been cast in the new Netflix movie, and that is why this is propelled 143% more than last week. The community can learn something from this particular property over this last year because the Kevin Smith animation tanked these books. These key books, I'll remind you, DC Comics Presents issue number 47, the first appearance of He-Man in a comic book, was hitting a height just in December, a 9.8 hitting $3,500. We're sitting in February with lows hitting $1,440. Now, that's because that animation was critically panned, but with news of a live action adaptation, it shows that these books have ebbs and flows and sometimes it's as quick as two damn months. Considering that Kyle Allen is being cast as He-Man, hopefully we get to see more of him in this live movie adaptation than we did in the animated one. 
At the list at number six, we have Detective Comics 585, the first appearance of the first Ratcatcher, because Ratcatcher 2 debuted in Suicide Squad number two, the daughter of the former, and she hasn't been written into comics. DC, what are you doing here? But we have $30 average sales, a 9.8 that hit $295, and a newsstand of this comic book that hit $500 in January. Peacemaker has been absolutely astounding, and it, it only makes sense that James Gunn wants to take another character from Suicide Squad and turn it into another show. Now, there's rumors that it could be Ratcatcher, and we know that James Gunn recently talked to HBO Max about greenlighting another series. Could it be Ratcatcher? An increase of copies sold to 575% this week. I think that proves that the community thinks that is the direction they're going to go. And I'm not surprised. I mean, most of the people died in the movie, and I don't see the bigger actors such as Sylvester Stallone. He doesn't even really speak in the movie. I don't think he can carry King Shark in his own solo series. Ratcatcher seems like the best bet. Now, Daniela Melchior was absolutely one of the biggest surprises of Suicide Squad. None of us expected that character to be as cool and, and likable as we could, and I'm excited to see where they go with this. Four years in doing this show, and your boy still needs some damn help. Comic fam, let's welcome your friendly neighborhood bodybuilder, comic dealer, published writer, and good friend of the show, Reggie freaking collects. Number five on the list is Wild Cards issue number one, published by Marvel Comics in 1990. This book, with an average sales price of $10, has skyrocketed this last week. We have seen an increase of 1,525% in copies sold this week versus last week. And this might actually be attributed to a video that I released in which I spoke about this comic as a potential spec opportunity. The Wildcard comic book series, which ran for four issues, is based upon a series of novels from George R.R. R. Martin, who is known for Game of Thrones. Issue number one specifically contains the origins of a lot of the characters from the novels, which might be why people are choosing to pay attention. Wild Cards is set shortly after World War II, in which an alien virus was released over Manhattan. Of those that survived, many became monstrous, hideous creatures, and others actually gained superhuman powers and became known as the Aces. Back in 2021, Wild Cards was actually being developed as a series by Hulu, but once Hulu was sold, the intellectual property was up in the air, and just recently, as of this month, found a home at Peacock. And the big question is, will we see this series developed in the near future? The honest truth is, I don't know, but given the star power of George R.R. R. Martin, there is the possibility that we might see this series on the big or small screen at some point. And as always, geek responsibly. Comic fam, make sure to hit the link in the description. Subscribe to Reggie Collects. His dedication to the comic book community is unmatched. He is a fount of comic book knowledge. Comic fam, at the list at number four, we have New Teen Titans. Issue number 21, some George Badass goodness. We have a $20 average sale, $190 heights for a CGC 9.8 this very month because Brother Blood and Mother Mayhem are coming. 
Now, this is a really big Teen Titans villain key. First appearance of Brother Blood, first appearance of Mother Mayhem. We have casting news that Joseph Morgan has been cast as Brother Blood, Franca Patente as Mother Mayhem, and Lisa Ambala Villar as Jinx. An increase of copies sold of 1,014% hot damn. We knew that the Church of Blood was coming. This was foreshadowed on sign in the early episodes of season three of Titans on HBO Max. Well, we have a whole Red Hood narrative that took place this season and season four looks like they're going to bring that foreshadowing to fruition in addition to being a really big villain key i just love seeing starfire flying into the baseball stadium at the very beginning of the comic book (laughs) of course you'd pull that one out brother well this is a cult-like group that's main focus is to bring back a villain that we've already seen on the show trigon are they gonna have the same quest in season four I don't know. However, what I do know is that both of the casting calls for these two characters were year-long contracts. I suspect they're not going to be come-and-go villains. We're going to see them all throughout the season. Comic fam, you have 10 days left to sign up for this month's mail call. You know we bring the heat every single month, and it helps support us and what we do. Thor number 20 going in one per box. Alex Maleve cover first appearance of the God of Hammers. Also in the box cover done by Tony Fleece and Trish Forstner. I know what you did last summer. Stray Dogs Dog Days issue number one homage. Also one per box. And now at the list at number three, Russ, do you remember last week when you said, yo, when an incentive variant comes out the gate strong, you may want to go a little easy, let off the gas, let the market settle a little bit. You know, it climbs quick. It may have a hard come down. Be conservative. I absolutely do remember that, Tom. Well, no one listened, Russ, at the list at number three, Black Panther number three, the one in 25 variant. This variant by Taran Clark is a great variant, but man, $450 average sales and $650 for a high raw sale. This book is like 10 days old. And I know it's the first appearance of Tosin. And I understand how hot this is. But man, guys, this is incredible. This is possibly the biggest recent incentive variant to spike to these proportions. Can you think of even one in the last near four years coverage we've been doing? Not really. I mean, if you start pushing back a little bit farther and you're looking like the edge of Spider-Verse one in 25 variants. Some of these other, like the Jurdovic, you know, Ultimate Fallout 4. There are some of these that spike really hard, but this is 10 days after release. This book should not be seeing prices like this. So the comic fam is getting behind something. People who want to read this, keep in mind that a second print is coming out in just a few weeks. So don't worry about so much FOMO, you will be able to read this story. There's a lot of unknowns as it pertains to spec on a comic that has released so recently with only a 10-page introduction. But what I do know is that in those short 10 pages, Marvel released and introduced a new character that had such a stunning character design, such amazing narratives to accompany him, to foreshadow the future, a new Wakanda, the true Wakanda, that it's landing with collectors and people be specking because they believe in the comic. Now we know that number five was tied to a Peacock announcement. So number two is as well. We have Dead Day, number one, $20 average sales, $55 for a CGC 9.8. That's right. This is very interesting because we do have a comic book by Aftershock that is superb that everyone's got to check out. What if one day of the year, the dead returned to haunt, to connect with family, to clean up 
tasks that they didn't get to finish before their demise. And what about the world building? The government that has to manage that one day, the security, very purge-like narratives taking place in this, and it is perfect for the screen, which is exactly where it's going. Now we've seen some great Aftershock comics before, so this one is no exception, but it's great to see it moving 2,275% more copies this week than last week. Sometimes comics get optioned and they sit in developmental limbo for ages. Not this comic. We have a straight-to-series order that's been greenlit going straight to Peacock, and that's not all. Julie Pleck is attached. This is a creator who was behind Vampire Diaries for eight seasons on the CW. Very successful. We also have Kevin Williamson, who is attached to this project, who was in charge of Dawson's Freaking Creek. This right here is a series that can go the distance because of the creative team and the stellar comic that it's being optioned. Comic fam, we just hit 50K subscribers. We're going for 55,000. Make sure you like and subscribe. We will pick a random comment from a video like this one or a video henceforth, and I'll enter you to win an Omni-Man Tyler Kirkham Invincible number one whatnot exclusive. And at the list at number one, we have one of the biggest reveals in Star Wars The Book of Boba that every Star Wars fan anticipated. Spoiler alert, guys. You know what? I hadn't even watched this episode and I had five different people tell me about it. So turn off your set now if you don't want Book of Boba Fett spoiled. Number one on the list, Star Wars, Darth Maul. Number two, the first appearance in comic books of Cad Bane. The blue bounty hunter blew the minds of collectors and Star Wars fans this past week, seeing $180 average sales, a new height that was set back in November, nonetheless, of $400 for a CGC 9.8, has just hit $1,100 this past week. This is such an incredible book, and yeah, a lot of the people I know who've been looking at these little, small Star Wars appearances knew that Cad Bane was coming. I mean, he's one of the bounty hunters that trained Boba Fett. He unofficially gave him the dent in his helmet. Like, these are things that if Book of Boba Fett is happening, you know Cad Bane has to be a part of it. We have a elite bounty hunter that debuted in the Clone Wars animation, so if the Star Wars fans aren't caught up on their... Star Wars tunes, it makes sense that this is something that may be a surprise to some, but others felt like this had to happen. And this is a person you do not want to come across. He has one of the coolest scenes in Star Wars history take place with justified Timothy Oliphant. This is so fantastic. And it's it's great because you know that George Lucas was kind of working on this space Western feel. And this is really one of the most spaghetti Western scenes in all Lucasfilm and all Star Wars history. This episode was one of the most important and most special episodes slash Star Wars anything that has taken place on the screen. I have to know your thoughts in the comment section below. This book had an increase of copies sold of 592% this week. Keep an eye out for the David Azure variant of this issue hitting $270 average sales. Darth Maul, negative space, space variant. That is a galaxy in that black. Now that variant is incredible, but also making the trending 20 is Darth Maul number three, which is the first cover appearance of Cad Bane. That's another one you should be picking up. Check out the app, see where that one landed this week. And as always, thanks for four years, comic fam. Geek responsibly. I quit. Enough. 
said. I'm just kidding, Comic Fam. You know we're not going anywhere. And this Wednesday, you can join us on the best new app to buy and sell collectibles, Whatnot, available for both Androids and iPhones, dollar star auctions that last as little as 60, 15 seconds long. Link in the description. Follow us there and take a look at these two other videos. We make a lot of them, and we make them for you. Enjoy them. <laughs>